Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid. And this is episode 272 of this Real Queen Sid show. And I'm super excited. Today, we're going to be talking about how to create a brand, a persona, a person on social media that people remember. If you are not remembered on social media, then people are not going to buy from you. They're not going to, it's not going to build your business. It's not going to build your social media. You have to create that remembrance. You have to create that brand. You have to create that community that really, really goes hard for you to have a successful uh, social media journey. And so we're going to talk about some tips for that today. I'm very excited. Without any further ado, let's get into this episode. However, if you guys get any value from this, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at the real queen Sid. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let's get into this episode. Very excited. We are going to move into branding today, which you guys know is like one of my favorite things to talk about. But uh, we're going to move into branding today. I want to kind of talk about this because there's been kind of some confusion around the difference between a brand and niche. They are not the same thing. A brand and a niche are not the same thing. So if that's the first thing you got to write down, that's probably the first thing you should write down. But the brand and the niche are not the same thing, right? So I think about this TikTok influencer that I follow. She's a hairstylist um, and she originally started her... TikTok account to uh, to show off her work, right? So like she originally started it to like show off her blonding services and like her work and whatever, okay? So at this point, she's now developed this brand. She's a pretty big TikToker and she um, she has a brand and then she has a niche, okay? And what I mean by that is her brand encompasses everything that she posts and talk about. So she talks about, so she's into fashion. She does like try on hauls. She likes to do hair videos, obviously, like hair tutorials. She likes to show off her work. She likes to, she's renovating. She just bought this studio and she's renovating it to be a salon for herself. Like she's got all of these things that she's posting and those are all within her brand. Her niche, however, is she wants to help hairstylists become entrepreneurs. Does that make sense? It's like, is that like the, the clarity between the two? So your brand is who are you? It's what content do you post? It's the things that you talk about. It's the things that you educate on. And then your niche is the people that you are actually trying to help, right? So Laura's now accidentally created this brand around being the celebrity lookalike, right? So this is part of her brand. Her Part of her TikTok brand is being the celebrity lookalike. And I don't remember what we were on. Oh, we were on the front, front, front. Lord, we were on the frontline call the other day and Laura's like, okay, so this, like this, this part of me, this like part of my TikTok is taken off. Do I just kind of roll with it? I'm like, yeah, that's now part of your brand. However, it's not part of her niche. She's not trying to like her niche is not helping celebrity lookalikes or people find their celebrity lookalikes or whatever the hell that niche would be. Her niche is still helping the LGBTQ plus community. It's just part of her brand, right? And so understanding the difference between the two will help you become uh, more deliberate in your branding, which is important, right? It's important to be become deliberate in your branding because when you become deliberate in your branding, you understand the audience that you're trying to build. Now, I'll give you the example of my TikTok. I was very deliberate in the branding. I almost, almost to a fault. I was very deliberate in the branding that I did on my second TikTok. Uh, all I was talking about was um, basically gay experiences, LGBTQ plus experiences. Now, I feel like I've created such an, 
I, I said this earlier today. I created such an entitled following that they don't even care if I talk about myself. The only thing that they respond to is something that is valid to them and their experience and that they relate to. And, you know, I was just a little bit too a little bit too careful in my branding. So allowing your branding to have a little bit of ebb and flow so that you kind of reach the outside limits, right? So like, if you're unsure what your brand should be at this point, ask yourself what your niche is and start there. Now we've talked about niche a few times, but I will, I will reiterate your niche is the group of people that you are looking to serve. The community that you are looking to serve is your niche, right? So my niche is the LGBTQ plus community. Brie Nichols niche is moms that are on food stamps. Who is the community that you are looking to serve? That's your niche. Once you have your niche and you can kind of start to have your brand fall into that where you start going almost to like the, um, like think of your niche as like this like little bubble and your brand is like going to like the outskirts of this bubble, right? So like in every direction, what kind of content can you relate that directs back to this niche, right? But like getting out in all, I say a bubble, I say a circle so that you're creating well-rounded content that you're not going too far in one direction. Does that make sense? Some of y'all are nodding and some of y'all are looking at me like you do not understand what the hell I'm saying. Hopefully y'all are as visual as I am. Um, but this is like, this is like, I'm picturing a niche right here. And then like, like kind of like a web, right? So, okay, good. I understand. Perfect. So that is kind of where I would go with your brand. If you're unsure, if you are still like, I don't know what the hell my brand is, go back and do the branding training that I did for the empire. It is linked in the milkshake uh, that I created, the website that I created for onboarding new promoters. It's linked in there. It will help you a lot, uh, get clarity around exactly who you are and exactly what you want to post. But back to this TikToker, right? So her, her niche is helping hairstylists become entrepreneurs. From there, this bubble is expanding out. Well, hairstylists like to dress well because they care about their appearance, right? So that she expanded into this fashion and then she expanded into hairstyle tutorials and then she expanded into, hey, look at my work or like come to work with me for a day and see all these transformations that I did. And then she expanded into, oh, I, I bought my own salon, come do the renovations, right? You see how this like organically spreads out, but the niche stays the same. The brand organically spreads out. And as long as you do this in like a, well-rounded way you don't get start you don't start pigeonholing yourself at all so with that being said I'm going to give you guys some tips on how to on things to do like while you're creating your brand once you have the topics then it kind of comes down to creating the content that feels authentic to you so the first the first thing with your brand is just remember your brand is you like don't overthink this it's just your brand is you. So what you like and what you enjoy and what you like to do and talk about and learn about, that is your brand. Now, sometimes people like to take that off and like take it off on a whim and be like, okay, well, I like these 27 things, right? Like the jack of all trades on this call are like, I don't know what I like. I like everything. Okay. Just be a little bit more, um, just, just, uh, when you're intentional about creating your brand, when you're intentional about your content creation, that's when you become, that's when you build a really, really powerful brand. So don't overthink it, but every tip that I'm about to give you will be super, super easy. As long as you're being authentic, as long as you're being yourself. 
I think about the way that Jesse Lee's brand has, um, has transformed over the years, right? Like she started out as this like very, very aggressive mean y'all don't probably don't even know her that long ago. Uh, but she started out as like very aggressive, very mean, very like, she was not a nice person. She also was in bodybuilding competitions. And so she wasn't eating very much. And I think that played into her being a little bit mean. Um, but that was her brand when she started out her, she, before she was boss Lee, she was tilapia Lee. Ain't nobody remember her long that long, but I do. I remember tilapia Lee. She came to my house to do a party and she brought her little fish in her little container, her little tilapia fish, and she ate it for dinner. It was crazy. Okay. And her brand over the years has kind of, has kind of rolled and I, and, and expanded. And I think what's super powerful about her brand is it actually got authentic in the last couple of years. And what I mean by that was when Jesse Lee went to Italy two some two summers ago, I think that was two summers ago. She went to Italy two summers ago and she had this, this Italian summer where she just kind of was like, yeah, sure. She calls it the yeah, sure summer. And this is when she really started to allow herself to expand into her most authentic version of herself and stop. It's, it's a conversation around shame, right? So like she had a lot of shame around um, different parts of herself. Like she wouldn't be a good leader if she had a, a glass of wine. She wouldn't be somebody that people look up to if she talked about her, you know, high Scorpio sex drive. That is just a lot for me, but you know, I, I love it for her. Okay. She, she loves that. Okay. But like all of these areas of shame and she had this, yeah, sure. Summer where she experienced everything. And they were like, yeah, you want to go out to this party? And she's like, yeah, sure. You want to go on this boat and drink wine? Yeah, sure. You want to go do like, go to this amusement park today? Yeah, sure. Right. And she had this, yeah, sure. Summer where she realized how much of her life was being held back by shame of what other people would think. And I know because you guys are nodding at me that each and every one of you can relate to that. I know. I get these questions all the time, right? Because specifically what my niche is, my niche is talking to later in life lesbians. And a lot of them are closeted lesbians that are in straight relationships that don't know what the hell to do because they created this life right? They've created this life and they've created this like little bubble where they like live and they're like, I'm really unhappy in this bubble, but like, I don't know how to leave. Well, they don't know how to leave because they're so shameful about living their most authentic life. They're so shameful about what will my parents think if I leave my husband? What will my kids think if they find out their mom's gay? What will whatever, right? It's all these areas of shame. And some of you guys can relate to that and some of you can't, but there's obviously a pocket of shame in every single in every single group of people, right? So shame is a lot of the reason why we don't end up showing our most authentic selves and why we don't end up showing the world who exactly we are. And so it's really cool to watch my point being, it's really cool to watch Jesse Lee's brand over the last couple of years, really expand into this shameless, authentic, beautiful thing, right? And so you, you can see how much happier she is. You can see how much more authentic she is. And I want that for each and every single one of you, because I think it's important, right? You don't have to go on and like talk about your sex capades, but like, if you want to, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. So the first thing is remember to do the, um, the branding training where we talk about the three things the, your brand's going to start out with like three main, three main things. Um, and you want them to kind of flow together, right? So like my branding actually has kind of transitioned into like one big thing. It's like the LGBTQ plus community. And then that's 
like it, except for ketones and business, right? So I kind of have two, I guess, but you'll start with three so that you can expand out in like a very, um, well-rounded way. So if you only have one brand, if you're only talking about gardening or you're only talking about, um, mom stuff, or you're only talking about whatever, then you start to kind of get yourself pigeonholed. And that's why I like to start with three. And then as things change, like hear my heart on this, as your life changes, your brand can change too. Because your brand is you. Don't think that you are stuck with something, right? And so I had this conversation again on Frontline, um, I don't know, two Fridays ago or whatever. I had this conversation on Frontline and I said, I started out with my brand being uh, centered around addiction and addicts and helping the recovery community. And that was like my passion was talking about that and was basically my brand was healing, healing online. I just healed through Facebook posts and like all of that. And then I got to a point where it was no longer serving me. It was no longer healing me. It was draining me. It was draining me to go back to the addiction. It was draining me to talk about the abusive relationship. It was draining me to continue to go back and back and back and back and back in my life. And I wanted to move forward. I wanted to attract people that were like me now, not like me five years ago. And so I tell you this story because if I want you to really think about your brand that you're doing right now, if you're not consistently posting content, you don't actually like your brand. That's like a hard thing for people to hear. But like, if you're not consistently posting content, it's because you don't enjoy what you're posting about and you should enjoy your brand. You should enjoy what you're posting about. So find out why you don't actually like that. Is it because it's draining you? Is it because you're out of content? Is it because you don't act, you're not actually interested in learning more, right? So a really good brand will grow with you as you grow, because as you learn more, you can teach more. Does that make sense? As you learn more, you can teach more. So, and you can give more value and you can do more things like that, right? So if you're not actually posting, if you're like, I'm struggling with consistency on posting, go back to your brand. And ask yourself why you're struggling with that, because you probably don't actually like your brand. I remember when Laura switched her brand from uh, mental health to LGBT, she went from posting like once a week to every single day, more than once a day. And I was like, oh, we actually enjoy content creation now. This is good. This is good. We're getting somewhere. Okay. So uh, that's the first tip that I'll give you is if you aren't posting, if you're struggling with consistency on posting content, it's because you don't actually like what you're posting about. You need to reevaluate your brand. The next thing to remember with the brand is that the goal is loyalty. I want you to think about, um, I want you to think about, sorry, I got distracted by something, a notification popped up on the screen, I swear. Uh, I want you to think about the Apple versus Android conversation. Okay, if you have an Apple phone, who do we not text? Green bubbles. We don't text the green bubbles. Absolutely not. If you have a green bubble, we are not texting, except unless your name is Laura Johnston, then I will answer you. Okay. But yeah, I know you got green bubbles, girl. But you think about this conversation of the Apple versus Android. The people that are our team Android are die hard Android fans. They will never get rid of their Android phone. They, they don't, they love it. The people that are team Apple, they are team Apple. They are so loyal. They have, I mean, the most genius thing that Android ever did, I mean, that uh, Apple ever did was create the blue and green bubbles. It was the most genius thing they ever did. It created brand loyalty. 
because you see, you know that if you have an iPhone, you know how many people also have an iPhone. 99% of the people that I talk to have an iPhone. I know because they blew, bu they blew bubbles. It's the smartest thing that Apple ever did. It creates that brand loyalty, but you know the people that are diehard. It's like, it's like when you think about Pizza Hut versus Domino's. As soon as I said those two things, you know which one you, you would order. If I said, hey, do you want Pizza Hut or Domino's? You're like, I want Pizza Hut. Domino's, what the hell is that? Yuck. Some of y'all just made a face at me and I don't know why because Pizza Hut's better than Domino's. Um, and then Papa John's takes the cake on top of all three, but that's just another conversation for another day. My point is your, your, your goal here is brand loyalty. There's going to be other people that are inside of your brand. There are other hairstylists out there that have hairstylist brands, right? Bringing it back around to this TikTok girl. There are other hairstylists out there. I only follow her because I don't, I don't know. I like her. I like her like little try on hauls and I like her little lisp. She has this lisp and I love it. And she has brown hair. She's like the only tick or the only freaking hairdresser that has brown hair, not blonde hair. And I just like her. I just like her. Right. And so that's your goal here is to create this brand loyalty with you, you, with you as the brand. The next thing is you need to remember that ketones are not your, ketones are not your brand. Ketones are prove its brand. Ketones can be part of your brand, but it is not your brand. And so sometimes when we join an MLM or we join a company like this, or we start affiliating ourselves with a product, we turn into like a walking ketone packet. And that just is really dangerous because nobody cares about the walking ketone packet. I've been learning a lot about um, UGC content creation, which are uh, UGC creation, which is user generated content. And like the most effective content pieces are advertisements that don't feel like advertisements. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. When something comes across your TikTok and, and it's, and it's, it like looks like the most authentic, like you just put down your phone and you're like, oh my God, this, this piece of whatever is like so helpful. This, this, um, I just did one on a tripod, a tripod that I actually really use. You want to know how many people bought that tripod? Like 10 people bought a tripod off of one video I did because I am authentic about it. Right. It, it actually helped me. It solved the consumer's problem. The one thing that everybody commented on, for those of you that saw the content piece, the one thing that everybody commented on that, that piece of content was, oh my God, you can do, you can film from over the top. That's, I've been looking for a tripod that can do that. I know people are looking for that tripod because that's a hard angle to film from. It's a, it's a solution that con to a content creator's problem. I just bought that tripod after watching your video, right? Exactly. Exactly. What, how can you do that with ketones? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not by posting the flyers that Prove It puts out. I can tell you right now, it's not by becoming a walking ketone. It's not by only posting about ketones. They will, you'll, you, you won't convert that way. And by convert, I mean, you won't convert followers to uh, customers. Quite frankly, you won't even convert lurkers into followers. Like people will be like, this girl is boring. <laughs> How can you become entertaining? How can you kind of throw it in? You want to, you want to think of it almost as a TV show, right? So like, uh, when you're watching on Hulu, if you don't pay for the no commercials, because we don't pay for the no commercials, uh, if you don't pay for the no commercials every, you know, whatever, 10 minutes, I don't know. It's probably more often than that. 10 minutes. There's, there's commercials that come on. But if the commercials were longer, if they took longer than the TV show, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't be worth watching the TV show. 
the TV show is what keeps them watching. The commercials is the ketones. Does that make sense? Okay, perfect. Then I want you to think about the next thing with branding is you can think about affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing, right? So affiliate marketing is what a lot of influencers do. Influencers sell you guys on products all the time. I know they do because they sell me on products all the time. You know that tank top that I wear and I have in seven different colors? An influencer sold me on that. And then I became the influencer that sold other people on that freaking tank top because it's amazing, including my fiance. Including my fiance. Okay. But it's if affiliate marketing is basically what I want you to think about here. You are affiliated with a product. Yes, we are also affiliated with a business model and you can help people become, become affiliated with this business model. But like, if you look at the way influencers build, influencers build brand, 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 affiliate, brand, 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 affiliate. Not everything is about this affiliate market, like whatever they're affiliated with. There are stories about their freaking ant farms and there are stories about you know there <laughs> there's one tiktoker that became famous because of an ant farm okay I, I can't get over that she like is the most she adds literally zero value to my life but i watch every video that she does i i don't know why i don't know why but if you look but affiliate marketing so here's the difference between what we do in affiliate marketing is affiliate marketing they do 50 pieces of unique content they don't even get guaranteed money 50 pieces of unique content about ketones and you're not even guaranteed money. That's a lot, right? So make sure that you're weaving your brand into everything so that everything that you do is cohesive. So how can you add ketones into the rest of your brand? How can you weave ketones into your family stuff? How can you weave ketones into your whatever? How can you weave other parts of your brand into how can you weave it all together, right? That's why we were talking about this bubble that like expands outward in like a cohesive way and not like a bunch of little, like a, we don't want to, we don't want a star. We want a circle. Does that make sense? I hope you guys are as visual as I am because that makes sense in my brain, but I don't know. Okay. The next thing is remember is consistency. People prefer brands because they're reliable. If you're creating a brand, you are reliable. If people can't rely on you to be consistent, then you don't have a brand. But if Nike all of a sudden one day like stopped putting a swoosh on their freaking sneakers, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? This is not what we do, Nike. This is not it. If they stop it, yeah, see, no. <laughs> if they stop saying just do it in their commercials, you'd be like, what is going on? Where are we going with this Nike branding? This is very weird. <laughs> It's very weird, right? So remember consistency because people prefer brands that they can rely on. You know that every single Starbucks cup that you get is going to have this freaking, I just learned today that the, or yesterday, that this is a siren, um, a freaking mermaid siren thingy. Anyway, you know that every single cup you get on Starbucks is going to have a siren on it. You know that Starbucks is going to consistently every single season come out with new cups that you have to collect. That was like the most genius thing that Starbucks has ever done. I don't drink Starbucks. I don't even like Starbucks, but I will go into Starbucks and buy these damn cups. I don't drink Starbucks. I really don't. But if they stop coming out with new cups every single season, if they stop being consistent and innovative with their branding, with their marketing, I would be really, really upset. The hell do you mean we're no longer coming out with new cups? That's rude. 
right? So remember that with your consistency and people are loyal to Amazon because it's consistent. It's one of the biggest brands that's been built. People are loyal to Amazon because it's been consistent. I also have been, I told you guys, I've been researching a lot of user-generated content stuff and um, Airbnb is the number one brand that was built on user-generated content. User-generated content just means people that are like staying at the Airbnbs are posting content about where they're staying. Airbnb was the biggest brand to ever be built on UGC content because they know that it's reliable. They know that it's, um, that like people, it creates trust, right? I don't remember where I was going with that. People are loyal to Amazon because they're consistent. Oh, people are loyal to Airbnb because they consistently have people that are posting good content about their, does that make sense? Like it's, it's consistent. It's consistent. And consistency just means, how many of you guys, uh, I've asked you this question a million times, so this is probably not going to catch you guys off guard ever again, but how many of you guys think that you're not consistent? You can drop me a yes or raise your hand. Wow, you guys aren't going to fall for this anymore. This is good. Oh, Phoebe fell for it. Okay, good. Uh, One person fell for it. Amazing. Y'all are not inconsistent. You've been consistent your whole life. You consistently go to a job that you don't like. You consistently show up for team training every single week. You consistently eat food every single day, even on the days you don't feel like it. You consistently shower. You consistently brush your teeth. Does anybody else hate brushing their teeth as much as I do? I hate it. I think it's like the worst task ever to uh, humans ever have to like do. I hate it. I hate it. Anyway, uh, actually flossing. Flossing's even worse than brushing my teeth. Anyway, my point being is you're consistent every single day on things that you don't want to do. The problem is that we haven't created consistency. And you know what? You are still consistent in your business, even if you're consistent in not showing up. Ooh. Consistency just means there's a base level. It doesn't mean, so like for a really long time, I used to say I wasn't consistent because I would compare myself to Megan who, Megan George, who posts, you know, three, three, and three every single day. Then I would post three, three, and three for a while. And then I would get burnt out and then I would stop for a while. And then I would post three, three, and three again for a while when I wanted to rev up some business and, you know, and then I would stop for a while and I'd be like, oh, I'm not consistent. She's like, you are consistent. Your baseline is just one post a day on every platform. That's still consistent. You want to rev up your intensity, but consistency and intensity are two different conversations. A lot of times we don't think we're consistent because you're comparing yourself to somebody else who has a higher intensity. So Laura Johnson, I know, reaches out to like 10 people a day about the 10-day drink ketones challenge. And so you might look at Laura and say, oh, I'm not consistent. She reaches out to 10 people a day. But if you're doing one person every single day, that's still consistency. You just want to rev up your intensity. But consistency is just setting a baseline for yourself that you know you can do on your worst day. On your worst day, what can you show up for? That's consistency. And that is what your brand should be based and predicated on, right? Not that you should talk about that in your brand, but like people can consistently rely on me to post at least one TikTok every single day. They can consistently rely on me to post in my stories every single day. They know they're going to get the behind the scenes stuff. They know they're going to get my mix up every single morning. They know they're going to get, if they don't get it on my Instagram story, they get it on TikTok. Like they know, they know what they're going to get from me. They also know what they're going to get from you. And sometimes that's not, 
thing for days at a time. Moving on. Um, <laughs> don't the next the next step with branding is don't try to be everything to everyone. It won't work. Sometimes we try to like cast this net so wide that we like want to talk to everybody. Listen, listen, I'd be really unhappy if I tried to talk to everybody because I really don't want to talk to like these weird men on the internet that are like, ugh. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I don't want to post content for them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want, I'd be really unhappy if my brand was attracting men. Okay. I just really would. So I post, so I'm not trying to be everything for everyone. I'm not trying to post for people like that. I'm not people like that. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. Men are everywhere. <laughs> Yuck. Like 50% of the population or something. Yuck. Uh, not, not in my world, just so you know, I'm so I'm in my world on social media men don't exist. They really don't. They don't show up on my for you page. They're not anywhere to be seen. I nope, but don't try to be everything for everyone. You won't, you will relate to more people by being specific with who you're talking to than you will by trying to include everybody. When you try to include everybody, you relate to nobody. That's what I mean by that. When you try to include everybody in the content you create, you relate to nobody. The next thing is remember to be a little bit divisive sometimes. It's okay to be a little bit divisive sometimes. I remember when I first started in network marketing, I was told like, don't be divisive at all. And I'm not saying be disrespectful. I'm not saying be rude. I'm not saying become an internet troll. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying it's okay to have your opinions and respectfully speak about them. It's obviously very clear that I have an opinion that's a little bit divisive about the LGBTQ plus community. That's a little bit, my existence is a little bit divisive. Let's just be honest with it. But a little bit divisive. You'll create raving fans by pick, like by stating your opinion, by picking a side. Sometimes people look at, look at influencers and they're like, we don't know where you fall. Every single time a major divisive thing has happened this year in like in the news and stuff, you can look at the comments section on influencers pages and you will see people asking for their opinion. Why haven't you posted anything about this? Why haven't you why haven't you said anything about this, right? Like so if you look at the Ro, the Roe v Wade. When everything happened with Roe v Wade, everybody was asking in all of these influencers comments, why haven't you posted anything about this? What do you think about this? They want to know. They want to know that they're aligned with the person that they're following, right? I'm not saying anything either way. I'm just saying they want to be aligned with the person that they're following. The next thing is remember to produce content of value. Now, value does not have to just be education. Value can be comedy. It can be entertainment. It can be information. It can be education. It can be um, it can be anything, but something that is valuable, right? So a lot of times, um, here's, there's this one influencer. She's like a DIY influencer that I follow on uh, Instagram. If you don't follow influencers, influencers, I recommend it because you can learn a lot about branding and you can learn a lot about content posting just by following them and watching what they do. But I follow this DIY uh, influencer on Instagram and she is very adamant about the fact that you don't have to post every day if you don't have something of value to post. Now that's something that's big in her brand. She's like, I'm not going to post if I don't have something valuable to post that day. Cool awesome with your brand. She's still consistent because she still shows up every day and like her stories, but she doesn't post a reel every day if she doesn't have value to post. Because sometimes we get stuck in this, oh crap, I didn't post a reel yet today. And then we throw up something 
of like us lip syncing to a song with no value, no words added on the screen, no nothing. And then we expect it to perform and then we're upset when it doesn't. Well, I posted, Sydney, I posted every single day on TikTok. Okay, posting every single day on TikTok and posting value every single day on TikTok are two completely different conversations. Two completely different conversations. So make sure that you're posting uh, content of value. The more value you post, you need to be consistent in posting value, not consistent in posting. That's the difference between checking a box and building a community. The next thing with building a brand is remember that you are already associated with strong brands because you're associated with the empire. So specifically when building um, a business in network marketing, you are already associated with one of the strong strongest brands in the uh, in the whole industry. Everybody knows the empire. Everybody knows Jesse Lee. Everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody knows. Use that to your advantage. Attach yourself to that brand. Whenever we have things like, oh, by the way, team training's coming back in September um, from at 2, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday, I believe. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, post that. I was like, what was I saying? Oh, post that in your stories. Attach yourself to Jesse Lee. Do you know how many people have joined this team that have found me through Jesse Lee and then liked me better? I can't really move my eyebrows that fast, but they found me through Jesse Lee and liked me better. Yeah. See, Jen found me through Jesse Lee and liked me better. I'm a little bit more accessible than Jesse Lee, so I get it. But you're already associated with really strong brands. So just remember that every brand you every brand that you associate yourself with uh, says something about, will either strengthen or weaken your brand. The empire strengthens it. Sometimes we associate ourselves with other brands or other people. Each person is their own brand. Others, sometimes we associate ourselves with other people that might weaken our brand. And then do little things to solidify your brand. So uh, when I first started building my brand on Facebook, eight years ago, six years ago, something like that. Um, I used to do lives in my car every day. So I've told this story before, but I wanted to make sure that I was consistently going live every single day. So I would, I would not, I would not sit down in between getting home from work and going live. So originally I started going live. I would go upstairs. I had this like studio set up in the house. Um, and I would go live in front of these sparkly backgrounds. Some of you guys have been following me that long and you remember that. Some of you guys are like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I had these sparkly backgrounds, right? That was my consistent brand. And then my uh, boyfriend at the time started having people in the house all the time. And I didn't like to go live with people in the house. So what would I do? I would get home from work. I would park my car. I would keep the air conditioning on so that it didn't get hot. And I would go live in my car before I even went in the house. And it started to become part of my brand. Business training in the car every single day. People looked forward to it. It was the same time, same place. Oh, Sydney's live again, right? So what little things like that can you start to do to uh, solidify your brand? Or maybe there are intros at the beginning. Of, well, my intro at the beginning of my live has been the same since... I did my very first live ever. Like it's been the same. I don't even know what it is. It just rolls out of my mouth. Okay. That's how, that's how solidified it is in my brain. Uh, but like the intros on TikTok lives, when you're doing these educational lives, tell people why they should listen to you. Hey, my name is Sydney. I'm a late blooming lesbian. I came out at 25 years old after dating men my whole entire life. I was with man for five years. I left him and now I'm sharing my journey on TikTok. See, I told you it just rolls out of my, rolls out of my mouth. These are little things that will solidify your brand. It will remind people like you always want to 
you always want to be at the top of the forefront of people's minds, right? When they think about something, you want them to think about you. So if I think about a hairstylist, I think about this specific TikTok, this TikTok hairstylist. 